You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Red Sox reporter, Ian Brown. And Ian, pitchers and catchers reporting to Florida. We're finally there. We've gotten through the hot stove season, through the entire offseason, and now it's time to get down to baseball. And I know the players mostly already down there in Fort Myers if they haven't been there for some time. Uh, what's been the vibe early on at, at Red Sox camp? Yeah, that's been a very positive vibe. And look, you know, I think in 30 camps, that's you know part of what's the beauty of this time of year is in 30 camps, you have teams to feel uh, pretty good about their chances. But, you know, certainly the Red Sox, uh, they made a lot of investment in the pitching staff this winter, bringing in David Price, uh, Craig Kimbrell, who arrived at camp today. Even Carson Smith is a lot bigger than I think a lot of big, big guy, kind of intimidating looking guy. I don't think people realize how big he was. Um, and just, uh, you know, a lot of, in this young star core they have. So a lot of people are really excited about this team this year. And, uh, you know, let's face it, finished last place the last two years. Um, an organization like the Boston Red Sox, that should never happen. So I think there's a lot of uh, excitement to turn that around this year. Obviously, a lot of eyes on Hanley Ramirez for a lot of reasons. First of all, I think people just wanted to see Hanley Ramirez and the shape that he's in getting back here in in 2016. And then people are going to want to see how he is around the bag at first base as spring goes on. But let's start with that first aspect. Hanley's there now. I know he spoke to the media today. How does he look? Yeah, Hanley came into camp, uh, Tim, in a much better mood than he did last year. I just think that last year he was a little guarded. Um, giving kind of more scripted answers. Um, very friendly today, and he was like that. I saw him in the Dominican Republic in December, and again at Foxwood at the winter weekend in January. He was in a great mood all three times, so I just think that um, he's very enthused about the switch to first base. He feels a lot more comfortable. I think he was nervous the whole time in left field last year. I don't think he ever felt like he was right for left field, but that was how bad he wanted to come to the Red Sox, and he kind of said he played left field. Uh, his body hurt a lot last year. He ran into the wall in April. Um, his swing was never the same. He couldn't use his top hand. So it was really a miserable year for him. And I think that he's happy just to be healthy again, to be in better shape. Look, he didn't lose a ton of weight, but he reshaped the body where um, last year it was all uh, sort of bulk in the arms and stuff. It's really sort of evened out the weight throughout his body, uh, trying to be that more athletic player that Dave Dabrowski wants him to be, focusing more on hitting gap to gap than trying to crush everything over the wall. And, uh, yeah, he was uh, took some grounders at first, and uh, it looks like he's comfortable, but he's going to have six weeks to work on it over there. I was going to say, how much time did he put in over the off season to get ready to first as a, at first as opposed to the time he's going to get over the next six weeks? Yeah, I mean, the Red Sox have a Latin American coordinator named Laz, uh, La, I was going to say Laz, yes, the umpire, Laz Gutierrez, um, who lives near Hanley. So they trained together. Uh, Laz uh, hit grounders. Hanley's had five days a week for about the last five to six weeks. But it's really going to start um, this tutorial first base with Brian Butterfield, who is just a renowned infield instructor. We all remember um, the kind of first base when he helped to turn Mike Napoli in to uh, three years ago now in 2013. And it was ironic that uh, Hanley came to camp today. <laughs> he had Mike, Mike Napoli might be in Cleveland, but Hanley sure as heck had Mike Napoli's first baseman spit with him today. So, you know, those two guys, Hanley and Napoli, both live in South Florida also, so Napoli gave him one of his, his gloves, and Hanley was uh, was using it today. Hopefully Hanley gets comfortable enough over there to get his own glove <laughs> at yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah, it's, it's on order. You know, these things, these things uh, 
they can take a while sometimes. I guess yeah. maybe it's on maybe it's on back order or something. Absolutely. Now you also got a chance to talk to to Clay Buckles this week. I know, and and the question is always, hey, is he going to be able to stay healthy all year? Is there anything that he's done in order to to maybe help that situation? I know most of his injuries are freak things and nothing that you can really prepare yourself for, but what's his outlook as far as staying healthy? Because I would think after all the injuries he's had, there would almost be a, a negativity to in himself that, hey, I'm going to get hurt. Yeah, you know, there is a little bit of that inkling. Look, he's a very pleasant guy. Uh, he tries to stay optimistic, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I asked him, you know, yesterday, I said, you know, Clay, how tough was it that you, know, you really pitched your, base, your best baseball in quite a few years last year at the time you got hurt. And he said, you know, that's just the story of my career. Every time things are going good for me, something uh, something happens. So he is hoping. Uh, he did do some stuff this winter. Uh, he threw less in the bullpen. He's trying to uh, take less of a tax on his arm during the offseason. He worked out with John Lackey a lot. I uh, tried to get some tips uh, from John on how to stay healthier as you get older. Um, now, where you see some guys trying to lose weight, Clay was actually trying to gain some weight because uh, he's such a you know a, a skinny guy. He's trying to uh, bulked up a little bit so he could maybe hold up a little bit over the season. So he was trying little things here and there. Um, he's 31 years old, certainly not old, uh, but f- from a baseball sense. So he's hopeful that he can sort of give the Red Sox that number two starter they need behind uh, behind David Price. The Red Sox don't really have any, I mean, when you look position battles, there's not a lot. Everything seems fairly set in that lineup, except except maybe behind the plate where you have the two youngsters, obviously. You have Ryan Hannigan as well, the veteran, but then you have Blake Swihart and Christian Vasquez, who's coming off the Tommy John surgery. Is that going to be a battle during spring? Is Swihart the guy right now? Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. I think the way they look at it is that going to camp, they feel Swihart is the guy. But look... You know, things can change. I remember, um, what was it, a couple of years ago, they looked at uh, the beginning of spring training, I think they looked at Jackie Bradley as the guy in center field, and then uh, Grady Sizemore, I think, came in and won that job. So things can change over the course of a spring training. Christian Vasquez, to me, is a guy, he lost a ton of weight. I mean, he was a, always a pretty stocky guy. He is in great shape, and I think he is just, you know, fully determined to prove to this team that he does not need to start the season in the minor leagues. He wants to prove to them that he's a full go. But look, they have Swihart, they have Hannigan, they have um, Vasquez. Both Swihart and Vasquez do have minor league options. So if you want to keep all three catchers in the organization, you can send one of them down. It probably would be Vasquez at this point. But hey, if Vasquez has such a great camp um, that he proves that he belongs, you know, I mean, Ryan Hannigan, that's a guy that a lot of teams would want to trade for as a backup catcher. I don't think they would have any problem moving Ryan Hannigan. Uh, so I think they're just gonna, there's no reason to make that decision now. They're just going to let it play out. You need at least three catchers anyway in spring training, if not more. So they're just going to let that play out over the last over the next few weeks and see how uh, you know, make the decision from there. You always talk about guys getting off to good starts, whether it be the regular season or spring training. And then there's Mookie Betts, who managed to get a golf cart into a pond in his first week down there for spring training. Can you kind of explain this to people who, who don't realize exactly what happened? Because kind of a funny story – Betts was golfing, and, and somehow the golf cart ended up in the lake. Yeah, so the funny thing about this was when this story came out on Sunday, you know, everybody saw the, the tweets and the Instagrams and everything of the uh, golf cart just, like, face down in that pond. And, like, you're wondering what happened. Like, did Mookie, like, have to jump out of it? You know, what, what was going on? Um, so he explained it to us the next day where what happened was that he had left his club uh, at the previous hole, and he wanted to go back and get it. And he, so he set the golf cart down, and he thought he had pushed the park brake all the way in, but he hadn't. 
<laughs> the thing just kept uh, rolling down the hill and into the water, and it created quite a funny situation because, uh, you know, Travis Shaw, Devin Marrero, his teammates and friends, they're taking pictures of it and uh, saying, don't let Mookie drive, and, you know, making Titanic references. And all that. Uh, so Mookie, Mookie was a great sport about it. He talked about it uh, the next day. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a pretty funny, uh, only in spring training type of story, and the type of story you hear a lot more about these days in this age of social media. You know, a few years ago, we probably would have never found out about this, but, you know, and this day and age, guys, are, even though the players are tweeting it out and <laughs> posting photos of it, so everyone got a, a pretty good chuckle out of it. Everyone was happy that, uh, you know, Mookie wasn't harmed in any way. Mookie needs to stay uh, on the at the bowling alley and off the golf course, <laughs> I think, better for everybody, certainly yeah. for the uh, the golf cart. Uh, Ian, I just wanted to touch on spring training from a writer's perspective because I know it's a lot different than the regular season. Once you get into the 162 games, players can be a little more guarded. There's a lot more stress on them. There's pressure to win games in a pennant race. Um, how much easier is it to, to cover spring training? How much more enjoyable is it to maybe get to know these players when things are a little more laid back? And, and to be honest, in a city like Boston where there's just a ton of media there's just less other media down in Florida. Yeah, and I wouldn't say easier because you're still, you know, as a writer, you still want to come up with good stories every day, take good videos, <laughs> do good social media stuff, all the stuff a writer has to do in the twenty in the, the year 2016. Um, but, yeah, the players are much more accommodating this time of year. Uh, they're all in a good mood. They all feel good about uh, the season they're going to have. And, uh, yeah, like you said, there's, there's a little, there's, you know, Boston has a pretty good media contingent, but not quite as much for spring training, like as you see at Fenway Park uh, for a home game during the regular season. And, uh, yeah, everyone is in a much better mood, and the weather's good, and the days are different. You know, you're, you're up at the ballpark early in the day, and you're, you know, you're able to have dinner every night. So it's just a whole different, it's kind of like as a, whether you're a writer or a player, you're kind of living more of a 9-to-5 um, lifestyle down here more than the, the second shift that we're all used to once the season starts. So we're all sort of retraining our body clocks too for spring training. It takes a while. You, know, you get used to that alarm uh, going off early in the morning instead of you know going to sleep at, at two in the morning like you do during the season. All right, Ian. Well, enjoy the nine to five. That's going to do it for this edition of the MLB.com Extras Boston Red Sox podcast. Ian Brown, thanks a lot for the time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.